Okay. Did that change? Holy Lord. Coming in hot. Too much. Too much. Coming in hot. You know that that's the first time I've I've wanted to use that uh that song meme right there. I had a clever intro for this podcast and I have now forgotten it, so I'll have to write down for next time what was that clever info intro. Oh man. Speaking is tough. Michael, <laughs> hello. Welcome back to Civilization, friend. Uh, you don't have to talk to anyone in the woods, you know? <laughs> JJ, hello. Hello. How you doing, guys? Welcome back to 270 episodes of We Were Gamers. I've been in the woods. The actual is, woods this time. Is it the... Uh, what's the name of that book? The Into the Wild? Is that the one? Or is it a different one? Oh, man. That is that is a book. It's a book. Maybe that's not the one I'm thinking of, though, based on Andrew's reaction. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's, isn't the Into the Wild. Maybe I'm thinking of the movie. Isn't the movie from the book? Probably. I think I don't so. Know. Maybe I'm just thinking of the wrong movie where the person goes out into the wilderness. Yeah, isn't that? Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. That's the one that ends. Where he like gets eaten by a bear, or or di- he dies at the spoiler of uh, from a book from <laughs> thirty years ago. Yeah, it's not new. Yeah, no, I think it's like a nineteen nineties newer book. The- Even that's not new at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that dude wanders off into the woods and dies, and because the like bus breaks, the- he's driving a bus around, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I I had forgotten significant portions of that book. (laughs) (laughs) We all survived our trip to the woods. That's what you're saying. (laughs) No, we're all good. Um, Not into the wild. Not wild. Great. Yeah. The wilderness had... The wilderness had enough reception for me to uh, connect to Apple Arcade this past weekend and try out What the Golf again. Oh, yeah. You guys want to talk about it? I want to hear about it. I really like this game. I don't know if you can get it on your phone. If you can, you should. Or on Steam. It might be on Steam. Is it on Steam? It's got to be on Steam. It's probably on Steam. Well, I know that Apple... uh, had it exclusive for a while, but that was, you know, years ago at this point. Um, I don't know. I mean, we don't really do research, but I guess I could check the store. Uh, what the golf. Yeah. Um, so I had played it before. Yeah. What the golf is on steam for sure. Got I'm glad I had played it. Assumption that everything mobile comes to steam eventually <laughs> at some point, uh, prior still holds true. Um, I had talked about it before in the context of hooking a Bluetoothing my PlayStation controller to my phone to see how it worked out with Apple Arcade. And I had tried a bunch of Apple Arcade games. And the only one that we came away with from that short test was What the Golf was pretty good. Um, What the Golf is better than I thought it was. I have now made it much further into that game, of which there is a lot more, I think, than existed. But now they have started to do things like you now to play this level you have to turn your phone this way now it's a 3d level now it's a clone of 
Angry Birds. Now it's a clone of Flappy Bird. Now it's a clone of Mario. They're just really out there. It's like barely golf. It's it is <laughs> hardly ever golf is actually the point. It should be called hardly ever golf. <laughs> okay. Golf once in a while. Um there's there's still a hole somewhere but it doesn't matter. So the, the so no, usually there's not a hole actually. Uh oh, yeah, usually okay, so you're really not golf. You're trying to tap the flag is what you're trying to do. And so many levels you touch the top of like there were Mario clone levels and you need to get the ball to the top, the top of, of the, the thing and jump to the top of the flagpole, right? Right, okay. Yeah. Um the only thing that's consistent is the power meter which is similar to like the old paper toss power meter of like I'm going to shoot it that way and that hard, right? Yeah. But even the physics of that change every round if they want them to. Uh, they even added the paper toss thing of putting fans on the levels. On one level, I had to play soccer against the computer with a golf ball that was rolling itself, and I had no players. You know? So, uh... It, that game got weird, and it when it got weird, it got even better. <laughs> so... It was a great little thing that I tried out while you know, not able to sleep in a tent. Uh... And I would still, I'm trying to decide if I want to commit to saying this, but I think I would still prefer to play it with a controller than my hand. There were times playing it with my hand when all of a sudden the arrow was pointing the wrong way of the direction the ball was going to go. And I could not get it to turn around without putting my fingers somewhere that I couldn't see what was going to happen afterwards. And there's a bunch of levels that are like very quick reaction time. Mm-hmm. stuff where you have to like throw it there throw it there throw it there all in three moves no no pausing you just got to do it otherwise the ball's going to hit something and so like if you that, can't see the screen yeah exactly so i think i'd still prefer a controller but it does control well enough if you're not going to hook up a controller that i think you would still have fun then again if you're going to play it on steam uh you've already got your answer right I'd, i wonder if they actually support keyboard and mouse on steam that would be kind of wild you would think so for a game like that. You, but you, no guarantee, man. There's a bunch of games these days that come out and don't support keyboard and mouse. Even they're just like use a controller, dude. Really? Yeah. Huh. I I haven't. I mean, I haven't experienced that. I I would assume it says full controller support, but I don't. It doesn't say whether or not it has. Yeah, it's not the most common thing, but you definitely see it sometimes where they're like, look, we didn't make keyboard controls for this, so don't. Yeah, Just you know, want to, want to know something funny? Uh, it was on sale, first of all, uh, for the summer sale, so it'll probably go on sale again. Next thing, uh, the first thing in the about this game on Steam is not a golf game, exclamation point. <laughs> And PC Gamers Review is a humorous puzzle game about golf and not golf. Okay. Like, they're not hiding the fact that this game really isn't golf. I I will do a spoiler. There is, at the end of each level, it seems like a boss battle with possibly some sort of story-related thing happening. The story being not really a story, but more like a insane kind of wacky space plan type thing going on. You know. Something not really a story, but connected or whatever. Anyway, there yes, there was a boss battle, <laughs> which like was it. interesting. So that's what the golf, yeah. 
yeah. Anybody else get up to any games this past week? I mean, it's been kind of a short week, I feel like. There's, I, I lost five days to camping, so I have no idea what's been going on. Yeah, I actually had some time to play some games this weekend. I finally closed out the Trails of Cold Steel 4, so that is a check that box. I'm not going to do it. Congratulations on your <laughs> self-restraint. <laughs> <laughs> we are all very impressed. I had, to self, uh, I had to self-awareness moment there. I was about I think, to do it. I said, I'm not going to do it. I think my only complaint with that game is it's too long in ways that don't matter. How and many games weird, are you? All of them. Okay. All the English ones. It's all like the ones in 12 English. now, right? Nine. Nine. He's nine games in. Is, is it? Yeah, all the all the English releases. Yeah, I played all the nine, all the nine, and then well, I played the unofficial releases of the two middle ones. But yes, I played have, all the one, nine that are out in English. Have you started to MCU yourself? Is this thing collapsing under its own weight yet? Yeah, surprisingly, uh, dude, there are some like serious lore stuff that happens at the end of this game where it's like, oh, the nature of things is being revealed in some interesting ways. Sure. Um, I don't know. I so like it. I don't know. It's it's okay. You got to really be in for the anime, though. This is like, yo, this stuff is anime, and it's not. Yeah. And, and like, if you don't know what I mean when I say that it's anime, you don't want this, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. C- certainly, I think the earlier games are less this way, but it definitely gets worse as the series goes goes on for sure. Anime always tends to do that, right? Like where you yep. start the first mm-hmm. 10, 20 episodes of an anime and you're like, this is so normal. And then you get into like episode 230 and you're like, what am I even watching anymore? Everyone has superpowers. No yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> not not wrong. Yeah. but And then they have these like reset points, right? Where they change the arc and then they do something new. And this is the end of an arc. Uh, so it is at the most zany here. You know, there's, you know, there's mechs, there's friggin' people with, yeah, like superpowers and just all kinds of airships and wild stuff going on. <laughs> and okay. yeah, it's a, it's a lot. And, you know, I, I don't play this game first, <laughs> like obviously, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, But it, yeah, it, it's hard. I don't know. I think the story is still evolving and is still interesting. But would I tell someone to play, you know, 500 hours of JRPG to get here? That's a big ask. You don't, you're not seeing the payoff. I mean, I, I am still invested and I'm going to keep playing because I'm already here. But like, would I tell someone to start that journey? I think certainly the beginning parts of the journey are really good. And if you want to keep going after that, it's up to you, you know? Okay. Okay. Um, having having completed the first leg of the journey, I am I am also still in. So, yeah, glad I'm glad, and I think you'll really enjoy uh, Zero and Azure when you get into them. Uh, those are really really good games. I might. Uh, do you think maybe you're on the downside of the bell curve? So I think the producer of this game has said like they've told like sixty percent of the story or something now. I see. Okay. At the at okay. the well, though he might be talking about after the game, or games ahead of this. Oh, because again, Japan is ahead of the the Western side so, again. 
but anyway, anyway, we're very close to half of it, right? Probably where I am. So like a lot of the story has now occurred. And I, I have learned there, uh... a, a lot of stuff about some real interesting characters out there, Michael. Some real <laughs> interesting people. <laughs> I wonder what the I wonder what the amount of people buying is at at this point. Like You know what I mean? It can't it can't be good when you're you know at game 4 in a series, right? It's like yeah, it's an overarching be low. series that has 9 and you're at, you know, new arc number 4. And then right. the game is like 100 hours long. That's got to be rough. It has to be. I will say the PC port is really good. It runs really good. It has like amazing options. If you want to turn the stuff up, you can cripple your PC, like just destroy it. It'll run it like, you know, a hundred hundred million frames a second and, you know, wait tons of super sampling and stuff if you want to do that. Um, but I like it. also don't, if you don't want to, you know, if you want to actually maintain <laughs> a frame rate, maybe turn that stuff down. Wow. I'm amazed that they can pull that off in a, JRPG. I mean, just content-wise, it seems like they'd have put time somewhere else. Wow. Yeah, you know, it, if you turn every option up, the lines just get smoother, you know? You can make it even less jaggy, right, if you really sure. just go nuts on it. Yeah. Michael? Um, um No, I didn't, uh, I didn't get to a whole lot of gaming. Uh, I'm still back to I'm well I'm back to making my way through Breath of the Wild. Nice. Uh so getting, you know, more comfortable than I was with uh with playing on a Switch controller again. Yeah. Should we throw shade at that a document that you sent me or should we not even mention it? <laughs> I, I will leave that to you. Yeah. I think the some people, people have bad takes on the internet. I don't know. Some people rank some games, and there are bad takes about which uh, which order to put the Zelda games in. Let's let's leave it at that. Make sure that when you click on articles, there's meat to them, and not just uh, clickbait about ranking some some games higher than others. That's my take yeah. on that. Okay. Yeah. Done. I think I just what I really would have wanted to know was how old was the person doing the rankings. Because I think that would be that would play a big factor in how sure. their numbers shook out. I am okay. emphatically nodding my head over here. Yeah, <laughs> but nice. uh, you're still liking Breath of the Wild out there, Michael? Yes, um, yeah. So I'm I'm still going down my my rabbit hole of collecting Korok seeds and clearing shrines before actually doing any of the main story. I mean, I've done a little <laughs> bit of the main story, but <laughs> you're doing. You're doing the uh, the the part JJ hates first. Well, it's it's the shrines it makes are it the nice good part like... of that game. I'm un, I'm told. Yeah. Oh. It, uh, it's okay. good to it's a good way to like the running around the world and sort of casually encountering enemies is a good way to get back into the feel of the combat before diving into the actual combat. I mean, I'm starting to have that problem with uh, bouncing, trying to bounce between um, the very trigger happy nature of Warzone and the like reaction time needed there and then trying to bounce between that and Celeste which is also a kind of like a twitch reaction game in a way and like when I keep going back and forth the first 10 minutes or 20 minutes of each one is uh it's rough so getting back into a game I know what you're talking about 
You know, it's actually very funny you bring that up, Andrew. I had a similar moment this week when I started a game new to me, but familiar to you. I started playing Jedi Fallen Order. Oh! Why was this not put in the notes? Uh, It was. (laughs) You just just dismissed it before I could talk about it. Oh, no. Uh, I was going to get back to... You said new games. So I was going to get back to it. And uh, after playing a 100-hour JRPG, it turns out your action uh, reflexes are... (laughs) Less good, you know. Less not as, you know, not as demanding uh, It's a little bit forgiving. You can just block the blaster bolts, but if you're going to try and reflect them, you're going to get shot in the face a lot. Uh, so I put the game on. Let's see. There's like four difficulty levels, and not the top one, but the one below that. Okay, you'll have a uh, you'll have a good time in the boss battles, but most of it will be easy enough, I think. Did you put it on the top one? No, right? No, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, I think I played either one down from you or the one you're at. So I had no issue reflecting the blaster bolts. That was, like, not a problem. Okay. But I came across uh, in the first area, uh, Ogdo Bogdo. Oh, you went the wrong way. I've talked about this on this podcast. I know. This is why I was going to bring it Uh up, because I know you'd have (laughs) something to say about it. Uh Uh-huh. You went the wrong uh, way. Yep, and I was like, oh, okay, I think I could do this. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I, I you, did not you, do it. You did not do this. No. I did not do this. I, no. I, got, I got to like 50% yeah. a couple of times, and I'm uh-huh. like, no, you, I'm just going to uh, come back. I'm just going to come back. And uh, have you know, you using be- the knowledge of you, that uh-huh. you telling me you can come back, uh-huh. I was just like, eh, I'll just come back. And yeah. uh, in fact, I didn't even have to leave the planet. I just like went and did some other stuff, got like three or four levels and then came back and whooped him. It was like not even a thing. It's like, oh, I just okay, run around well. and like, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I died a couple times. Sure. But it's like, you know, oh, I just have to like, okay, you can block this bite attack. You can't block the red ones. Obviously you got to no. dodge. Yeah. You got to like hold a second and yeah. then dodge. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And now he's on top of me, block the bite attack. He's stunned, go nuts on the attacks. Yeah. I got yeah. It. Okay. It, like it took a bit, but it was not unsurmountable once I had gained like, three or four levels so that I wasn't like level two. (laughs) You gain some force powers through that game that make all that type of stuff easier. Uh, One of them being force slow. Yeah. So I had far force slow when I got there the first time, but you can't use it for very long until you put some stuff into some levels. Yeah. I, I, it not ended up, did I use that? I don't remember what I've leveled up. I may have put one point into like just having more force, Mm-hmm. and then another point into like having more life right and between the combination of those two things it was enough to and like learning that i could parry some of the bite attacks that was the other thing that got me it was like oh like hey this attack isn't red does that mean i can parry it and then like dying a couple times trying to get the timing on it and then realizing oh yeah i can okay this is way easier now so when i just so you know when i finished that game i was probably three or four of those spheres away from completing the thing so i didn't quite get enough to fill out everything on the thing so just kind of you're pretty close you're pretty close but just kind of take a peek for the things that you really want at the end of the trees because you may not get to all of the ends of the trees oh okay i don't Hmm. know that i is it you can't really see the top of the trees but maybe you can later yeah, you can kind of see them as you work your way up. Okay. And so I'll, I'll keep like, that in mind. Yeah. I don't think it's worth looking up a tree or whatever, but like yeah. uh, some of, uh, yeah, so some of it, I'm not going to ruin why you can't see it all uh, until a certain later part in the game. 
Okay. Well, uh, and then uh, and then you'll know, probably though, be able to see the rest of it. Good to know that there's like a uh, there's not necessarily a limit, but if if I wanted to get it all, it would be tough. If and you want to get it all, you have, just got to grind and and, and honestly, yeah, and it's not, not a very grindy game because there's like side questing is just for cosmetics and like so there's really yeah i've already seen like multiple places where like you need a thing to open this box and i'm like eh, i don't know that i'm gonna come back for just this random box yeah because most likely in the box is not something you need there there is there is one thing that's in boxes um but it's not anything important. <laughs> yeah, the only anyway, thing important I, in that game is skill points, obviously. Uh, right. And, and levels. And I think I have... No, I, I can't say for sure, but I'm like 50 to 60% sure I haven't actually died and lost my souls yet, right? Like yeah, dying you, to a different enemy than the than the one that killed me. Well, and you can always get them back without. So, like the Ogdo, whatever that you died to, you can get it back by getting close and then just running away. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like I've always been able to get them back and then not lose them. Yeah, because so you just I haven't hit the lost thing and anything then run. permanently yet. Whereas I think by this point in a Dark Souls game, I would have died and irretrievably lost multiple times. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. There are some there are some surprises in that game that show up later that I'll be curious if you find difficult or not being a souls professional. Uh, I was going to ask uh, that thank question you. was I love JJ as recognized as a professional <laughs> as the one of us who has played more souls games and Sekiro. Does yeah. that like inform your play style and help, help you with things like boss pattern recognition and countering? Yeah. I'm super curious because I really haven't had much of a boss fight yet. I don't think there's the first one. I'm pretty sure was a scripted thing and you were just going to lose no matter what. So I don't think it counted. Oh, are you talking about the one on, uh, before you leave the, the Bracca planet? Yeah. Yeah. The ship planet. There's no way that was like intended for you to win. It was obviously like a scripted. You're going to lose here. Yeah, you, you lose that fight no matter what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I was you can get sure her that... down to really low health and then you still lose. It's just a timing thing. Yeah, exactly. So I was pretty sure that that was how that was going to go. Um, yeah, then I haven't really seen another full-fledged, what I, anything I would call a boss. Uh, I did get wall running, though. Wall running is fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It definitely works a lot like Apex, which I found interesting. Yeah, where you kind of can keep leaping between walls. Yeah, and the, the like arc your character takes on the wall is very similar to where like they start high and then as they as the wall run progresses, you sort of drop lower Drift. and lower to where eventually if you just keep doing, if the, you try to run too long, you will just fall. Yeah. So eventually you'll get like double jump and that'll be important for like wall running to wall run up higher sections. Yeah, that makes sense. That definitely seems like a game that would have like a double jump. And there's like very clearly areas where like, I need the force to like pull a bridge over here yep. or like, do some weird stuff with rocks or whatever. So yep. like there's definitely some other force stuff going on here. I just don't have it yet. Yeah. So, you know, he's been cut off uh, from the force and that's the, the conceit of the game is that you're going to have to go reconnect with the force at multiple places mm -hmm. in order to get your powers. Um, yeah. I, the like the nature of the star Wars niche 
ishness of the game is interesting, but also like it seems like a fun excuse to go run around and like kill some stormtroopers and jump a bunch with a lightsaber. I do like that like the hitting a stormtrooper with a lightsaber feels the best version of that. Like the stormtrooper just falls off the ledge every time. <laughs> like well, <it's> like immediately <laughs> dying. Yeah, so I mean, it's like not like the normal ones where you're just hitting things with lighted batons, right? Like most of the time, if you're just whacking away at... I mean, scout troopers have a weapon that can uh, fight against yeah, they, you. They can block a little bit. They have yeah. the little shock thing that, that apparently can resist the lightsaber, like from the movies. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you force pull a stormtrooper into your lightsaber, they just die. You know, the lightsaber goes through them and they're dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is and kind of what you want. It it's what I really wanted from playing that game. Um, and there's a good amount of exploring to do. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been interesting so far. Like I said, I'm still very early on, so I'll have more more to say about it as time goes on. But, I'm uh, very excited to hear what you have to say because I I was alone in a world I didn't understand. There, it, you know, like Fallen Order from everyone on the internet would that would have you believe it's like not even a dark souls game or even close, but for me it was like just enough. Yeah. I I really think that, you know, so far based on what I've played, I, it doesn't quite feel the same as like the same feel of the combat, the way the souls have just the, I don't know. Something about the lightsaber attacks just isn't weighty the way a lot of the souls weapons are, but maybe I'm, you know, I'm still getting into it. There's like, I've, I just recently unlocked the like, dashing attack and the overhead attack so like i'm yeah. really early so it took a lot we'll for see. me to get used to the input delay of like okay i press the button he's got to kind of like swing now right so if yeah, i want to swing so, i have to swing before i want to swing yeah it's i think the thing you're not used to there is the animation animation prior. delay or whatever yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, what's the word? There's there's two types of like games, the way they process input. There's it's input priority and then the one that these are is like animation priority, I think that's the word. Mm-hmm. Where like the animation needs to finish. So if you have done the attack, he has to finish swinging and then move his arm back and then he can start swinging again. Versus like some kinds of fighting games and other games are input priority where like if you have press the button to do a punch and then the button to do a kick, the kick will happen like, you know, mid punch, they will just stop and do the kick. Right. Which is a very like shooting games are often that way where like, if you were holding down the zoom button and firing and you let go of the zoom button while firing, it will allow you to do both like instantly. Right. Or diving while, you know, like it's going to immediately do the things you're pressing or try to. Right. Right. So it's a, a different type of game i think and that certainly takes some getting used to and it takes like even for me like getting used to the like okay when how long does it take him to like raise his block <laughs> like i'm gonna it, this this dude is shooting me i need to block this what it nope nope got hit okay that wasn't it you know like <laughs> where does this blaster bolt need to be before i can hit this button to reflect it back and kill him so that he stops shooting me <laughs> but, i'll also be curious how you feel about the story because there's a lot of it that's like 
semi-connected to like Clone Wars stuff that you haven't seen. Like the uh, yeah, I got that feeling pretty deeply. I was like, oh, this is some stuff that I don't, I've never heard. So of. lightly connected, and the game also makes up almost all of its own lore. Some of it is lightly which, connected, but which I appreciate because, like, you know, off the bat, if I didn't know going in from what you had told me before that it was like lightly connected to clone stuff. Yeah. I would have just been like, oh, this is like some weird. I was like, yeah, I thought all the Jedi stuff was dead, but I guess, you know, some weird, you know, if I hadn't have known, you might not have, it might not have been clear if this was like post episode nine or something even. Right. Sure. Yeah. They've yeah. also started integrating stuff from this game back into the universe. So the bad batch just, uh, went to the planet Braca. Uh, oh, cool. Which is oh, the first that's yeah. a nice time. Yeah, I mean they spent uh, I think it was two episodes there actually. It was a it was a really cool tie in and the way that they the it seemed very natural that they would be there, right? Like it was like the story needed the name of a planet that was the was the wrecked ship planet and they're like, "Wait a minute. We have a wrecked ship planet from Fallen Order and Fallen Order is canon. So why wouldn't you just use Braca?" <laughs> I was like, "Hey, oh, man, yeah. use use the stuff you got. I uh, yeah, I appreciate that." Yeah. It was cool. So anyway, it was the, I'll, I'll uh, it was happily. The, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying it was the pointing Leo DiCaprio when the the name of the planet came on the screen. <laughs> yes, exactly. The pointing pointing Leo meme. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll happily report back as I keep going. It's a. Uh, it's one of the ones that I'm like playing in between other stuff. So I don't know how fast I'll be progressing, but I'm sure. I'm enjoying it so far. So. Well, speaking of controls. Uh, and weirdness. I have a question to pose to two of you. Posed as a not a complaint, a uh, note maybe, or a observation. So uh, our field reporter kit from Carbon Scoring uh, went out and purchased himself an Elite 2 based on uh, my discussions with him about the Elite 2 plays on PC and Xbox so it makes some sense. Uh and he said he's he's liking it so far and he's customizing some buttons and sticks and working on it. Um but he had one gripe which was the front plate of this thing has two colors on it. Black and very 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 dark gray. Even the buttons are black and the A B X and Y on it is very, very, very dark gray. And his gripe was they should be color-coded like the Xbox buttons were color-coded. And I even noted to him that it made little sense to me why they wouldn't have tried that because games on Xbox Game Pass on PC still have the, like, A is green, B is red, you know? Yeah, they're the, still they're still color-coded. And the PlayStation buttons are color-coded that way also. But despite also then having shapes. Yeah. So the Elite still has the letters, if you can see them, which if you have bad uh, color vision, you may not be able to because it's so dark and no color coding. And I was like, you know what? That, I think, is a mistake on their part. At least they should offer you replacement buttons so you could switch them out. Yeah. I mean, assuming the buttons are replaceable, are they in that controller? Could you get to them currently? I think you would have to take the faceplate off and to take the faceplate off, I think you would have to crack the controller. 
Okay, so they're not currently something you can swap out. All of the swappable stuff on here is swappable without removing the faceplate because it's magnetic and the buttons are not magnetic. Okay. So like the sticks, the D-pad, everything, you just pop out and it magnetizes back in. I was wondering like, oh, if this was something that they offered, maybe they just sell straight up like different color buttons, but it sounds no. like you gotta really gotta yeah. really get into the custom job for that. I've I've seen some people do custom jobs, but they're only changing solid one color. So like if you want to change the buttons to purple, you can do that. But again, you have to crack open the controller to do it. I mean, I guess at the point that you're getting different color buttons, you can just paint them yourself if you really want to go for it, right? That shouldn't Probably. be the solution. It's oh, a $200 con- controller. It shouldn't be the solution. <laughs> I mean, I'm look, I'm with you here. Yeah. I mean, I guess the other answer is also you could just buy the standard Xbox controller and use that, right? Because that one certainly has the color-coded buttons. Sure, but you're using an Elite Although, for actually, a reason. Although, think, actually, I think actually Microsoft has a controller customization thing. You can just straight up buy controllers made in all kinds of weird shapes. and Well, not shapes, but... Well, actually, shapes, too, if you go to their, like, accessibility controller. Huh. But the... They have a straight up like customize your controller with colors thing where like here's every color we could possibly make all these various parts in go nuts. Huh. I don't know how much that costs though. I've never heard of that. Sounds yeah, cool. I, I'm pretty sure they still offer it. They definitely did for a long time anyway. So I because I've seen pictures of people on the internet with like creamsicle orange and light blue controllers. <laughs> it's like I don't. Those are cool colors together, but I don't think I want them on my controller that's going to be in my hands getting all, like, grimy. Grimy, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm thinking those are just standardized, standard Xbox controllers. They're not going to be elites. Right, they are not the elites. These are only the standard Xbox controllers. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if your issue is the colors, right? Yeah. I think more his issue is, like, I like the controller, but why can't I change the the colors, you know? Yeah. 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 that one's tough for sure. Because then like, you can go all the way to the accessibility controllers that Microsoft offers, which I believe Sony does not, and that's like kind of interesting. But the accessibility controller is straight up like, hey, do you only have use of one of your arms for whatever reason? Or one of your hands? Or a certain number of fingers? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever. You can break this thing apart and, you know, configure it in all kinds of crazy ways such that you can control a stick you know, with one finger or you can do all kinds of wild stuff with oh, these look at things. This thing. Yeah. They, I'm looking at the adaptive controller right now. That's cool looking. Yeah. It's a really crazy looking thing. And, and you know, I've anecdotal evidence, of course, because obviously I don't personally have any sort of issue uh, using the standard controller, but you know, from people I uh, read articles and stuff online, uh, uh, people who advocate for more accessibility for games due to, you know, people having limitations or whatever. Uh, they say, like, this thing is awesome. Like, why doesn't every platform and every game support this? Because it, you know, allows people that couldn't play games at all otherwise, potentially, right? If you can't use both your thumbs to play a game with thumbsticks, yeah. you're kind of out, right? Yeah. And, like, this thing allows you to do all kinds of stuff. It definitely has some people with CP on here that are using these, and that's pretty amazing. Wow. Cool. Well, there you go. The Elite 2 is not perfect. <laughs> I still want to eventually try holding it, and then maybe I will buy one too. 
I can <laughs> I can make that happen for you. Someday when we're together again. Son Someday. of Wing Day. <laughs> um speaking of weird controllers, that play date thing is now available for pre order, and this is not an ad. I want to know what your thoughts are now that it's out in the wild and people have shown it and the pre-orders are happening because we've been, we've been seeing a rash of new gear, like the OLED switch, right? The, uh, steam deck. And now the Playdate has finally hit the market in pre-order form. Playdate being the little yellow thing with two buttons and a crank. Looks like a Game Boy SP, but a weird crank on the side. They've upped the amount of games that come with it by a significant amount. Are they still doing the... Wasn't their original plan to do sort of like a a rolling push of games? Yeah, so like a season, they're calling calling it a season. Uh, 24 games, two games every 12 weeks. And it's black and white with like e-ink screens. Right. So that was what I was going to say. The screen is like black and white only. And those e-ink screens are fine, but they're like very, very low power, which probably means the battery on this thing is pretty decent. I think you'd have to, you'd have to make it. I mean, this thing is tiny, right? It looks like you can only hold it by putting your thumb over the D-pad. Yeah. I, I mean, I... I am not the market for this thing. I was skeptical of it at from the jump. But I I the thing I did see is apparently the one game that they've shown to people or people have played. I don't know if I've only I have only seen one. Maybe there's more. Um it's pretty interesting that how you use the little crank. I kind of better use of that crank than I expected there would be. I have a hard time with the price. Which is, if you want a play date with the custom-made cover for it, it's $199. Woof. Dang. I think What's you get, the- you may get Season 1 included, so you get 24 games with it. You know, okay. But no, no uh, indication of what the next season costs you. What is the price of just the thing? $179. But you still get 22, 24 games with it. You can't not pay for the games. For I think that part makes, part makes probably some sense. They kind of have to guarantee a market for those games. Otherwise, no one's going to bu- make them. Right? Yeah. Right. I just, man, tough. It's a hard sell. This thing's a hard sell. They've sold through 20,000 of them already for sure because they are now shipping a batch in 2022. They only made 20000 for 2021. Yeah, I saw that it took them only about 20 minutes to sell out. I mean... I People are still kind of bored, you know? I mean, I'm not surprised yeah. that they sold them out. It's a very unique item. I'm just having a hard time deciding if it's for me. And I'm a person that pre-orders a lot of stuff. I think the... The thing that gets me is that it then doesn't... You have to be playing games made for this thing. That's the problem I have with it. I think if you had the capability to run an emulator or, you know, if it was a more traditional screen in this weird little form factor that then also had a crank and played specialized games, you know, that might be one thing. But 
like it's very possible that right they sell twenty thousand of these things, and by the end of the year they sell twenty thousand more, and that's kind of it, you know. And, and they make the one season of games, and they're like, "This didn't make us that much money. We're done." Yeah. What Maybe. happens? What happens? You know what? What happens when they sell fifty thousand of them? Well, that's eight million dollars, first of all, or not almost nine million dollars. Again, net though, right? Yeah, net. Yeah. You know. And then like, you know, how many people do they have working for them? How much does the hardware cost? Yeah. Materials, shipping, games. The game developers. I mean, they paid the game developers, right? Right. And so then you start to get into the like, oh, okay, like how do they how much do they need to break even on this thing? And I, obviously, who knows? They're never gonna say, and none of us out here are business people. But you wonder, you know, and maybe it is there's not a ton of people working on it. And the those people are also then helping the people build the games, which I got to imagine is also happening. Right. It has yeah. to be both. And, you know, maybe you can get by with less people because this thing is less complicated and you don't have to have colors. So art is cheaper, maybe. And, you know, I, I, I don't know how much you know, games are extremely expensive or they can be right. And. I can't imagine anyone making a game for this is like, I will sell my game to a huge market. Yeah. Because there isn't a huge market for this thing, I don't think. So, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that'll end up being a good thing, though, because if they all make, like, really specialized games because they love this little thing, then maybe that's good. I, I My biggest fear is what happens for season two of this. If... You know, I would I I assume they're going to make it through season 1 and get through season 2 because they've already got it probably even in the works at this point. But yeah, the big fear is like how much does season 2 cost? Okay, I've spent $180 on this thing and season 2 costs $40 for 20 new games. And that's like uh, in my mind $2 a game. How could they not at least charge $40? Right. I think that's the I think that's the thing that will shock people if they make it to once you are able to buy just games, I think that will be the thing that people will be like, oh, even these games for this little thing are so expensive because games are just so expensive. <laughs> and being being on a locked system, the reviews of them might be a little bit lower. The in terms of volume, the understanding of what the games are will be lower, and the length of the games could be anything from well, decent length to almost non-existent, right? And, and, so and like, what count? What counts as decent, right? Like, if it's a you know, like a Mario type jumping and platforming game, is eight stages good? Sixty? Yeah. What 100? should I be? What should I be comparing it to? To modern gaming or to a classic Game Boy? Should I compare this to like Celeste? Should I compare this to, you know, yeah, like how many levels were in Super Wario Land on the original Game Boy, right? Well, how much development goes into a game for a specialized product that is uh, the game is going to cost two dollars, four dollars. They can't charge. They can't charge five dollars a game and and release twenty games in a season. That would be a hundred dollars. I mean, on they 100... can do it, and you won't buy it. But you know, right. I mean, it's a. The price gets dubious, and I'm for sure interested. But because I think you have hit the nail really squarely on the head of like, okay, everyone gets the first year included for free. How much of this cost was the thing, and how much of this cost was the games? 
Yeah, it's possible that it was high on the game end and low yeah. on the thing end. Yeah, I really, really wonder that. And like, you know, of course, they're making this thing um, custom. And they're, you know, I'm sure they're doing a very good job. Nice materials. So it feels looks nice gorgeous, and- even though it only has two, three, two playable buttons and a D-pad, right? And it, a crank. It, like, I will say, whoever they have doing their photography, moi, chef's kiss. Yeah, well done, sir. Well or done. Matt- or whomever, yeah, you person are doing amazing work because those beauty shots are just like, oh, this looks so good. And even the exploded shot of the inside is like, wow, that looks really pretty. Yeah, just like some great industrial artwork and just industrial design in general. And so I, I can totally understand people buying it who are just into like, this thing looks cool. Right. And they like don't even care about the games like there will there will be some number of people doing that. Right. Just as like a a showpiece. Yeah. Because there are people who just buy stuff to have tech stuff, you know? Yeah, sure. And And there's a lot of people that have podcasts and play games. Right. Like. There's a lot of that going around. They'll sell 10,000 of them just to people who want to talk about it. And so the. The concern, I think, and Andrew correctly noted, is that what what happens for the people who buy it because they want to play the games? Like, you know, what if the games, after the first season, it's kind of like, okay, what other way can you use the crank? <laughs> you know, like how how many times can you use a game to, like, crank the screen over and you're like, okay, I've done this now. Yeah. You know? Or, you know, I'm not creative. Heck, I'm sure there's hundreds of ways to use that thing. Don't look at me. Yeah, and I, w- I really wonder what the replayability of those games is. Season one's done. I played all the games. I'm probably never going back to them. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder, especially when it's up against something like the Analog Pocket. Which is a, you know, like a retro console handheld that can play all of those games and others potentially you know, and similarly is made with nice materials and costs a lot of money uh, but same you know you know 199 dollars, man i mean yeah. it's a tough it's a tough market to be in this play date yeah speaking of the analog pocket uh i have to rebuild at some point here my game gear collection and possibly build up a Neo Geo Pocket collection. Neo I assume Geo. neither what? of you Neo have... Neo Geo Pocket. So the, the, the analog pocket can play any Game Boy cased game from the beginning to the end of the Game Boy's run. It, the, including the, uh, you know, all the other spin-off Game Boys, right? Because they all fit the same pin set. Right. Okay. Uh, and it has adapters for the Game Gear, the Neo Geo Pocket, the Lynx, and the Turbo Graphics 16. Are you talking about trying to get physical cartridges for the Neo Geo Pocket? Maybe. Is that I, insane? I think you should go look at prices for those things before you start saying stuff like this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Game <laughs> game Gear prices are not insane. Game isn't was okay maybe i am misremembering which one is the one that just used sega genesis carts not this right that's the uh 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 uh, oh god i had one nomad 
Okay, so this is yes. the actual handheld console from Sega. The Game Not Gear Evil. was, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Game Gear was roughly SNES quality games. Right, right. On a portable. Yeah, Neo Geo Pocket games are a little bit... I mean, they're not insane. Yeah, they they might be insane. Hold on. I think the thing it depends on like which game you're looking at, and then sure. how many of them are good. I know the is maybe not so many. I know that the pocket will be able to emulate. I know it. Don't email me that, please. It's not what I'm asking for. <laughs> I gotta assume if you're willing to buy something like this, you probably want to play the physical cartridges at some level. I do. I very much do. Uh, so if people have suggestions, cause neither of you guys probably had a game gear and I had one and I wrote down the list of everything I used to have on it. So, you know, we'll see if I can get some of those back in the, in the rotation. But if anybody has any game gear standouts, email podcast at we were Since we were talking about the pocket anyway, with the play date, JJ, you correctly identified the fact that I never had one of those. So. Andrew, Michael and I have got to know how you're holding up. Oh, in what regard? Baseball ended, right? The universe exploded. Uh, yes. Yeah, there. Uh, mm, I mean, well, uh, what do you want to know about the end of the expansion era? Michael, what do you need to know? I mean, how how do you go about ending something as wild as Blazeball became? So, yeah, it got really... Uh, some of this is easier to see in hindsight, but when you're in the moment, you know, every <laughs> season of every season of Blazeball is like, what new crazy thing are they adding, right? And eventually the story that they are telling became that, like, it just is collapsing under its own weight to some respect right you can't just expand outward forever that doesn't work uh and the <laughs> the way they did it is uh it, there's already all kinds of weirdness uh in baseball with like you know weather made of birds and supernovas and multiple suns and you know weather raining salmons and coffee and you know, all kinds of weird stuff so it wasn't that much weirder to see a black hole weather. Like, okay, black hole. Okay, sure, yeah. Black hole and has been, been weather. Yeah, there had been black hole weather before, right? Uh, and then one of the suns went supernova because the pressure built up too much. Uh, and the supernova turned the black hole into like a black hole black hole, which is like they just black hole parentheses black hole, uh, <laughs> which was like it started swallowing everything. And so teams would get, you know, play in black hole weather, uh, black hole, black hole weather, and just like a player's item would just be eaten. Just it fell into the black hole. It's gone. And oh, okay, like this is just stuff you can deal with. Oh, you know, sometimes players would fall into the black hole. It's like, okay, well, you know, that's not good. Uh, they weren't eaten, but they would then like come out later on a different team somewhere else. You know, or, you know, they'd be moved to your team's shadows instead of being on the roster or something like that. Uh, and it, the black hole just became crazier. And then 
a season after the black hole appeared, the final season of the expansion era, uh, they debuted some really wild stuff. They've been this concept of density for a long time in the game. And there was a chart you could look at where like your team would sort of float up or down based on how dense it was. And the more dense you were, the lower you would sink in the like quote unquote water. And then you could be attacked by consumers, which were sharks. Okay. Uh, and they introduced the concept of like the the management, the evil coin, basically that was you know sort of running the league, decided that in order to uh, pay off their debts, density was going to be negative now, and so the sharks were going to be in the sky <laughs> because that's where all the teams were floating up to get away from the sharks, so you know you could recoup more money, uh, you know, in theory, their uh, coins or what have you. Uh, and this caused a lot of problems, including like making the black hole expand at a really unreasonable rate uh, to the point where like entire teams fell into the black hole and the depth chart went from being an up and down axis thing to a two dimensional axis and rotated on its side with the black hole at home base and the vault on one end. The I'm looking uh, I'm looking at what you're describing now. And it's like a hall, on a hall an eye, a black hole, and a oh, vault. Oh, yeah, the, the desert. The desert from the reader. Yeah, the reader being another one of the gods that would show up. The vault being the place that the uh, management was sort of storing, like, replicas of players. Don't ask. And the the hall being the place the squid was holding, like, dead people and dead teams. You can kind of uh, mouse through everything that happened. There's still a, a forward and back button on all this. So before you even get to that stuff... Uh, the squid quits because he's fed up with management <laughs> and just says, I'm not guarding in the hall anymore. Anyone who's on here, do whatever you guys want. And so all the teams that were in the hall, like including all the incinerated teams from like ancient blaze ball, which they had started. There's a lot of them. The history. It's just giant question marks. Uh, no, 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 not those ones. Oh. These teams have real names. If you go look at the, the hall, there's like teams from ancient blaze ball who have been incinerated and destroyed over the course of like league resets over the years. Uh huh. Uh, all of them came out of the hall and were just like now on the chart. Like they weren't playing in any of the games, but they were just there now. You could be a fan of them. They had players, you know. Uh, and so like there's a billion teams. Uh, not a billion, but a, a lot more teams than even are playing in the games. And the black hole is now starting to like become, it has gravity and is pulling all the teams towards it, right? Right. And so the teams then are, uh, uh, meanwhile, uh, the black hole has started eating the rules of the league so the stuff that you could do, like that would allow you to change your, uh, your like to buy snacks, you know, to earn coins, games happening, you know, earn new things. It started eating the rules away that allow you to generate those things. <laughs> so you can't like at one point you could like buy and sell slots to have more snacks, like different kinds of things to earn new coins. And if you sold more of your slots, you'd earn more money per thing. But if you had, you know, different ones, you'd earn money on different reasons, right? So if you were playing optimally, you would have like no extra slots. And now you can't buy or sell slots anymore. And so you're locked. (laughs) Okay. And you're, you're maybe not earning coins anymore because your team has been eaten by the black hole or your players don't play because they've all been, you know, the game is nullified because the other team you're playing is gone (laughs) or like all kinds of crazy stuff starts happening. Right. Right. And the, uh, the, yeah, like I said, the squid quits and it's just like, you guys do whatever you want. I'm out. Uh, the the reader in the desert basically says, uh, here, you know, we'll 
you know, we'll try and help you guys. The the loot crates, uh, who is the historian, is like, look, you know, you guys all have to help each other. You guys figure it out. And the solutions is that now it, the only things you can do as teams now, because you can't like no one is really like games are still attempting to happen, but they can't like no teams can play because like there isn't enough like rules <laughs> to have a, a game of baseball. <laughs> and uh, you can sell you can use coins to buy votes to sort of orient your team towards one of the bases, right? Either the black hole, the desert, the hall or the vault. And you can buy votes to do that. But if you can't buy votes, you can sell snacks to push your team. or to, to <laughs> Sorry, not to push your team, to push other teams. You can't push your, the team, your, fav- your favorite team. You can only push others. And so it's like, a con- like a, this whole gifting concept, right? Like each team vote, you know, uses their votes to determine where they want to go. And when you get a gift from the other teams that will, you know, sort of move your team in an X or Y direction... <laughs> based on, you know, how many votes you've gotten, right? Essentially creating a bunch of vectors that will, like, average out to your team moving a certain direction. Wow. Uh, And so you're essentially selling your snacks to power the teams to, like, push them away from these black holes. (laughs) Uh, And and meanwhile, every day that passes, and a day in baseball is, like, an hour or something. Not very long. And the, every this day, is, this the black is what hole the, increases. This is the thing that baseball was the best at. Was literally the outcome of this only matters be, to the people who are interested, and the people who are interested get to directly affect what is happening here. Oh yeah, and, and you know you can become a fan of like the Alaskan Immortals or the San Diego Saltines or these other like Oregon Psychics, these other weird teams that have never like we've never seen before, really, other than inside the incinerated hall. And you can help push them towards one of these destinations and stuff too it's uh, it was really interesting just like a you know kind of a the world is ending the black hole is expanding and swallowing teams and as soon as your team gets gobbled it just becomes a null right you just see like the question mark on the map those are teams that got eaten by the black hole and you know no one really knows what will happen as a result of all this the uh you know after it happened a god who had appeared maybe once or twice before showed up. He's just like a kind of a fire background uh, and said that the, you know, the balance had been paid, which is sort of, there'd been a lot of talk from the coin about, Oh, like we have balances outstanding or, you know, we must raise funds, these sorts of things. Uh, And that credit was now extended. So sounds like they're still, you know, they got some ideas floating around out there. Um, They're on currently on siesta. So we don't know when they will come back. But it sounds like everything's reset, huh? Well, certainly uh, the game, as it was, ended. You know, teams that made it to one of those bases presumably are safe. Unclear. If you made it to the hall, does your team die again? Because that's what happened when teams were in the hall. Uh, If you made it to the vault, was your team put in the vault? Because there were teams that were in the vault and, like, teams in the vault didn't play. Right. Uh, the desert was a thing that no one has ever seen before, so I don't know what happens down there. Um, obviously, what happens to the teams that fell in the black hole? Quite a lot did, and you know, certainly some teams at the beginning didn't realize what was going on. Uh, you know, had ran towards the black hole to see what was happening. Right? Sure. I, I will say though, uh, I forgot to talk about the coolest part of the whole thing in the beginning when like this chart had first turned 2D and the black hole was like barely a thing the coin was sitting in the middle of the field 
and the teams were sort of moving around, you know, based on how they how they were based on their density and all this sort of stuff. Uh, people figured out that like, hey, what happens if we, you know, because you can steer your teams to all the snacks and all that kind of stuff. What if we ram the coin? <laughs> oh, and and that was how we destroyed the coin by getting a bunch of the teams to run into him repeatedly. <laughs> It was like, you know, the, over the course of, you know, multiple days or whatever this happened, and you'd hit it and like nothing would happen. But then another team would hit it and the image would be replaced with like a slightly blurrier coin. And then another one like had a crack. Do you think and, uh, do you think they pre-programmed that or is that one of those things they were just live programming? Nah, for sure. They were they had planned it this way. And okay. the, the ending as it was. And they, they've posted an article on Medium. Uh, the people that made baseball posted an article saying and talking about how. You know, this was kind of the story we wanted to tell. We sort of had a general idea of how it was going to end. Nothing is ended. Like, you know, all your favorite people aren't gone forever, probably. You know, it's <laughs> Maybe. like a, a lot of, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, who knows what they're going to choose to do next. Sure. But, you know, the way they ended it, they really could do anything they want. So it was a ton of fun. And like I said, I, I was, we, I was way more into it earlier. Uh, but it was pretty fun to come back like more seriously for the last couple seasons, just due to like how much crazy stuff was going on. That's awesome. Well, we can end any way we want, and we will today on Blaseball. It was nice to hang with you guys. If you uh, involved yourself in the Blaseball ending, where should you uh, tell us what you what you voted for? Yeah, let us know which teams you were uh, sending all your snacks to. You can send those to podcast at weweregamers dot com. You can also find us on YouTube if you search for We Were Gamers, all one word. It'd be really helpful out there. Hit the subscribe button and the little bell to get notified. See all the great stuff. That would be awesome. Uh, and we're also on your favorite podcasting app of choice. So check all those out. Check any out. It's up to you. You're the master of your fate. The master of your universe. Next week. Hold it in. Spoiler alerts. Spoiler <laughs> alerts. I'm excited. I'm I'm going to go watch some tonight actually. Pre-planned. <laughs>